Section seven of Up One Pair of Stairs of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Verity Kendall. Up One Pair of Stairs of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Bupra Miller. The Owl's Answer to Tommy by Juliana Horietta Hewin. One evening, Tommy's grandmother was telling him and his little brother Johnny a story about a brownie who used to do all the work in a neighbor's house before the family got up in the morning. What was he like, Granny? asked Tommy. Like a little man, they say, my dear. What did he do? He came in before the family were up and swept up the hearth and lighted the fire and set out the breakfast and tidied the room and did all sorts of housework, but he never would be seen and was off before they could catch him. But they could hear him laughing and playing about the house sometimes. What a darling! Did they give him any wages, Granny? No, my dear, he did it for love. They set a patchen of clear water for him overnight, and now and then a bowl of bread and milk or cream. Sometimes he left a bit of money in the water. Sometimes he weeded the garden or threshed the corn. He saved endless trouble both to men and maids. Oh, Granny, why did he go? The maids caught sight of him one night, my dear, and his coat was so ragged that they got a new suit and a linen shirt for him, and laid them by the bread and milk bowl. But when Brownie saw the things, he put them on, and dancing round the kitchen, saying, What have we here? Hempton, Hempton, here I will never more tread nor stampen. And away he danced through the door, and never came back again. Oh, grandmother! But why didn't he come back? The old owl knows, my dear. I don't. Ask her. Now Tommy was a lazy boy. He wished that he could find a brownie to tidy the room, and fetch the turf, and pick up chips, and do all his work for him. So that night, while little Johnny was off in the land of dreams, growing rosier and rosier as he slept, Tommy lay wide awake, thinking of his grandmother's story. There's an owl living in the old shed by the lake, he thought. It may be the old owl herself. And she knows, Granny says. When father's gone to bed and the moon rises, I'll go and ask her. By and by the moon rose like gold and went up into the heavens like silver, flooding the fields with a pale ghostly light. Tommy crept softly down the ladder through the kitchen and out on the moor. It was a glorious night, though everything but the wind and Tommy seemed asleep. The stones, the walls, the gleaming lanes were so intensely still the church tower in the valley seemed awake and watching, but silent. The houses in the village round it had all their eyes shut, and it seemed to Tommy as if the very fields had drawn white sheets over them, and lay sleeping also. Hoot, hoot, said a voice from the fir wood behind him. Somebody else was awake then. It is the old owl, said Tommy, and there she came swinging heavily across the moor, with a flapping stately flight and sailed into the shed by the lake. The old lady moved faster than she appeared to do, and though Tommy ran hard, she was in the shed some time before him. When he got in, no bird was to be seen, but he heard a sound from above, and there sat the old owl, blinking at him, Tommy, with yellow eyes. Oh dear, said Tommy, for he didn't much like it. Come up, come up, said she hoarsely. She could speak then. Beyond all doubt it was the old owl, and none other. Come up here, come up here, said the old owl. 
Tommy had often climbed up for fun to the beam that ran across the shed where the old owl sat. He climbed up now and sat face to face with her and thought her eyes looked as if they were made of flame. Now what do you want? said the owl. Please, said Tommy, can you tell me where to find the brownies and how to get one to come and live with us? Woo-hoo, said the owl. That's it, is it? I know of two brownies. Hurrah, said Tommy. Where do they live? In your house, said the owl. Tommy was aghast. In our house, he exclaimed. Whereabouts? Let me rummage them out. Why do they do nothing? One of them is too young, said the old owl. But why doesn't the other work? asked Tommy. He is idle, he is idle, said the old owl. And she gave herself such a shake as she said it that the fluff went flying through the shed and Tommy nearly tumbled off the beam. Then we don't want him, said he. What is the use of having brownies if they do nothing to help us? But perhaps if you would tell me where to find them, said Tommy, I could tell them what to do. Could you? said the owl. Oohoo, oohoo. And Tommy couldn't tell whether she was hooting or laughing. Of course I could, he said. They might be up and sweep the house and light the fire and spread the table and that sort of thing before father came down. The brownie did all that in Granny's mother's young days, and they might tidy the room and fetch the turf and pick up my chips and sort Granny's scraps. Oh, there's plenty to do. Oh, so there is, said the owl. Oohoo! Well, I can tell you where to find one of the brownies, and if you can find him, he will tell you where his brother is. But all this depends upon whether you will follow my directions. I am quite ready to go, said Tommy, and I will do as you tell me. I feel sure I could persuade them to come, if only they knew how everyone would love them if they made themselves useful. Hoo hoo said the owl. Now pay attention. You must go to the north side of the lake where the moon is shining. I know brownies like water, muttered Tommy. And turn yourself round three times saying this charm. Twist me and turn me and show me the elf. I looked in the water and saw. When you have got so far, look into the water and think of a word that will rhyme with elf and at the same time you will see the brownie. Is the brownie a merman? said Tommy, that he lives under water. That depends on whether he has a fish's tail, said the owl, and that you can see for yourself. Well, the moon is shining, so I shall go, said Tommy. Good-bye and thank you, ma'am. And he jumped down and went saying to himself, I believe he is a merman all the same, or how else could he live in the lake? The moon shone very brightly in the centre of the lake, Tommy knew the place well, for there was a fine echo there. Round the edges grew rushes and water plants, and turning himself three times as the old owl had told him, he repeated the charm. Twist me and turn me and show me the elf. I looked in the water and saw. Now for it. He looked in and saw his own face. Why, there's no one there but myself, said Tommy. And what can the word be? I must have done it wrong. Wrong, said the echo. Tommy was almost surprised to find the echo awake at this time of night. Much you know whether I'm wrong or not, said he. Blelf, Clelf, Delf, Felf, Health, Jelf, there can't be a word to fit the rhyme. And then to look for a brownie and see nothing but myself. Myself, said the echo. Will you be quiet, said Tommy. If you would tell me the words, there would be some sense in your interference, but to roar myself at me which neither rhymes nor runs. It does rhyme, though, as it happens, he added. 
how very odd! It runs, too. Twist me and turn me and show me the elf. I looked in the water and saw myself. Which I certainly did. What can it mean? The old owl knows, as Granny would say. So I shall go back and ask her. And he went back. There sat the old owl as before. Whoo! said she as Tommy climbed up. What did you see in the lake? I saw nothing but myself, said Tommy indignantly. And what did you expect to see? asked the owl. I expected to see a brownie, said Tommy. You told me so. And what are brownies like, pray? inquired the owl. The one Granny knew was a useful little fellow, something like a little man, said Tommy. Ah, said the owl. But you know at present this one is an idle fellow, something like a little man. Ahoo, ahoo, are you quite sure you didn't see him? Quite, answered Tommy sharply. I saw no one but myself. Toot, hoot, how touchy we are. And who are you, pray? I'm not a brownie, said Tommy. Don't be so sure, said the owl. Did you find out the word that rhymed with elf? No, said Tommy. I could find no word with any meaning that would rhyme except myself. Well, if myself rhymes, said the owl, what more do you want? I don't understand, said Tommy humbly. You know I am not a brownie. Yes, you are, said the owl, and a very idle one, too. All children are brownies. But I couldn't do work like a brownie, said Tommy. Why not, inquired the owl. Couldn't you sweep the floor, light the fire, spread the table, tidy the room, fetch the turf, pick up your own chips, and sort your grandmother's scraps? Please, said Tommy. I should like to go home now and tell Johnny. Very well, said the old owl. I think I had better take you. I know the way, thank you, said Tommy. Do as I say, said the owl. Lean your full weight against me and shut your eyes. Tommy laid his head against the owl's feathers. Down he sank and sank. He could feel nothing solid. He jumped with a start to save himself, opened his eyes, and found that he was sitting in the loft with Johnny sitting by his side. And what was odder still, it was no longer moonlight, but early dawn. Get up, Johnny, I've a story to tell you, he said. And while Johnny sat up and rubbed his eyes, he told him all about it. And after that, Tommy and Johnny were the most useful little brownies in the whole country. End of section 7 Recording by Verity Kendall